0: Welcome to the Health in Motion podcast. I'm your host, Evie Takis. I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner who loves to help people achieve their wellness goals they once thought were impossible to reach. I am the owner of Holistically Restored, and through my coaching practice, I have been able to guide my clients through their own health journeys and teach them to truly understand their body. With a focus on hormone, thyroid, and weight management, I strive to instill the knowledge, confidence, and encouragement everyone deserves. If you enjoy this content, I'd love for you to subscribe and also leave a review on Apple Podcast. Please tell your friends, family, or anyone who is curious about bettering themselves in a holistic way. The more, the merrier. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and is not to be taken as medical advice. I am so happy you're here and ready to learn. Let's do it. Hello. Welcome to the first episode of February 2022. So crazy. We finally made it out of January. I felt like January lasted a long time. It was weird because I was like, oh, this is flying by. And then there was a day like in the last week of January where I was like, wait, what? How are we still in this month? So we made it. Um, as most of you know, if you follow me on Instagram, the first day of the new month in the Greek culture, we wish each other a uh, well wishes for a new month. So we say Kalomina, and that is well wishes for a new month. So Kalomina to you all. I'm excited for uh, this upcoming month and the episodes that are coming up. So. To review last episode's challenge, I interviewed Lorenzo. He is the private chef, and his challenge for everybody was to cook one more meal at home. So if you are cooking ten meals at home, then the challenge was for you to cook eleven meals at home. I really liked this one because I think it's such a good small step to actually building more of a habit of eating at home. Because when I work with clients, that's a lot of goals that I hear right off the bat: is I want to eat at home more, I want to eat out less. So this is a great step to that. So hopefully you're able to take advantage of that and you had fun with it. Feel free to share what you did and maybe some recipe ideas. Today's episode is inspired by a question that I received on Instagram. Someone a while ago asked me, how did you become you? Like, how did you start doing all this stuff? And it it took me aback at first, but it was in a good way. I was like, oh, like, I guess this is interesting for someone or maybe this is interesting for a few people. Um, So then I asked on Instagram, like, would this be helpful to kind of hear the steps that I took uh, which I wasn't even conscious of at the time that I was taking these steps to really become uh, who I am today in terms of more of like the holistic health. So people seem interested. So I was like, all right, I'll do an episode on it. You have to understand that I am a strong believer in self-improvement. When I first started talking to my spiritual father years and years ago, um, he said that as humans, we move from glory to glory. So that was in a religious um perspective, but I I really love that. it stuck with me saying we move from glory to glory. Staying the same could actually mean that we move backwards. So the version of Evie that you see today is not the same version that existed four years ago. And I'm proud of that. I, I think that it's good to change and again, move from glory to glory and improve and learn new things and be better. And I crave learning how to improve. And I know that I have flaws and I don't I don't settle for like, well, this is just who I am or this is the way that I am. Sure, there are some things that absolutely this is just who I am that cannot change, right? Like my height, probably not going to change for a while. <laughs> um, my shoe size, it's been the same for a long time. Um, however, I ultimately can't accept that parts of my behavior or my mindset are set in stone. I want to improve so that I can show up to be a better version of Evie for those around me, including everyone who's listening. So after that comment on Instagram or more of that question, which again, it wasn't like an offensive way. It was just like, how did you get here? Like, how did you learn all these things? I started to think about it and I asked myself, what exactly was that process? Because in the moment you're just like doing all these things and learning all these things. And so it was really cool to think back and kind of see that there were the, this there was this progression, right? There were these steps um, and it made me excited to think like, what is the progression going to look like in the next four years, Right. So if you listen to my binge eating episode, then you know that I do have a history with uh, dieting, disordered eating, body dysmorphia. So the height of that version of Evie is right where today's timeline starts for this episode. In 2018, I had had enough of my life. And at the time, I didn't know that it was more of I had enough of my lifestyle, but I just felt like I had had enough with my life and myself. I was so tired of weighing myself to see the scale go up. I was tired of measuring myself and not losing any inches. I was tired of being obsessed with food. I had a poor mindset. I was a very, very big pessimist. Um, I couldn't really think, I couldn't think of like best case scenario. I was always thinking of worst case scenario. And I also couldn't stop paying attention and noticing symptoms, right? So headaches, headaches being bloated, having loose stools, anxiety, acne prone skin. It was a full time job just thinking about all these flaws of myself. And it was all I could see. And it was all I could see in other people. And I i hate admitting that. Um, but again, I was seeing the worst in every situation. Everything was a threat to me and a threat to my life. And I know that now that was primarily driven by my anxiety. Um, but I just I don't know. I just woke up. It really is true. Like I woke up one day and I was like, I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. I do not want to be like this. So as you know, because I've talked about this, I hired my own holistic health coach. At that time, I was super intimidated. In the consultation, I felt like he was speaking another language. But even though I felt really out of place, I also felt this deep sense of relief. And I felt like, hey, this could be my big break. Like This might be what I've been needing and didn't know I needed. So I thought, oh, I could actually learn and you know that I love learning how to treat my body better and I could learn about my body and I could actually maybe learn who I am, right? Because I felt so disconnected from who I was at my core because I was like, this is not how life is meant to be lived. Like there's this disconnect happening. And so at that consultation, I felt this hope of I could actually learn who I am and really get out of this like funk and cycle that I know that I'm uncomfortable with. So I absolutely attribute a lot of who I am today to my time with my coach. He challenged me, he taught me, and he supported me in one of the most difficult times and phases of my life. So if I had to lay out a process for my path to holistic health, it would be this. One of the first things I did was get off birth control right away, which that is so crazy to think that that was about four years ago. I'm almost positive it was february 2018 so yeah four years ago i got off the birth control pill which i had been on for 10 years i had heard how detrimental it could be and i had already started suspecting that it might be the culprit for a lot of my problems but i was way too scared to go off of it on my own so after talking to my coach i felt much more confident in going off the pill and so i did I've talked about this on the podcast before, but one of the first things that I noticed was that my anxiety significantly decreased when I got off the pill, and it was a to the point where it was a foreign feeling to not freak out over every little detail. But it was definitely a welcomed feeling. But it was more of like, all right, this is interesting. Like, okay, I'm that didn't freak me out when it it really should, or oh, I didn't get nervous when I went this place. So that was pretty cool to see. So. I do want to add that since I still wanted to prevent pregnancy at that point, I knew that it meant that I had to learn how my body worked. So I started tracking my basal body temperature and learning about the female hormonal cycle. I downloaded apps to record my temperature, to track my period, to track symptoms. I asked for books for Christmas that talked about the hormonal cycle. So that way I could learn more about my body. So like one Christmas, I just got a bunch of like health books. Um, And this really did feel like a fun experiment for me in which I was meeting my adult self for the first time, I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to ovulate or this is what it feels like to like have a period, like a real period, not just a pill bleed. So it was pretty cool. I mean, I think it's cool because I'm (laughs) obviously you guys know I'm into that. So at this point, I'm off the pill, I'm reading and learning about hormones and then I added in some supplements. So my coach had suggested supplements. I started looking into them on my own Previously, I hadn't really been taking any supplements. I'd get the occasional like emergency pack when I started to feel sick, you know, those little packs of like high doses of vitamin C, which is funny to think about now. Um, But I didn't know much about them back then. Right. I didn't know a lot about supplements. I just knew the ones that were advertised on TV. So through my coach, I learned about what could be beneficial for things like PCOS, for thyroid health, immune system, things like that. So I dabbled into supplements with his guidance and then also just looking into stuff my own. So as I was dabbling into supplements, I learned that not all supplements are made equal. I learned about heavy metals and how those can be in supplements and that you can look for a certificate of analysis to see if the supplement has been tested for heavy metal toxicity. I started looking at these companies' websites, and if they didn't have the COA, the Certificate of Analysis, listed on their website, I would then email them and ask. I thought, well, what's worst case scenario? They say no, then I'm like, all right, you're not transparent, so I don't want to buy your stuff. So that started the whole like Evie being an ingredient snob version of me because I didn't understand why a supplement, which was in theory supposed to enhance your health, would still have the unhealthy amounts of heavy metals, which ultimately can worsen your health. It just didn't make sense to me. So I use this information to guide the supplement recommendations that I make for clients now. And I only recommend supplement brands that are third-party tested for purity and are transparent about their certificate of analysis. Uh, and it's really because I started doing that for myself. And now that I'm in a position that I recommend supplements, I can't even imagine not doing that. Uh, it just feels irresponsible to say, oh, just go to Target and get the supplement. Like, I don't know what how pure that is. I don't know what's in there. So The ingredient snob that I became for myself now is used for clients. So then I took it a step further. This then made me think about the thyroid medication that I was on. So for about 10 years at that point, I had been on Synthroid and or Levothyroxine. For those of you who don't know what those are, those are the standard thyroid medications that most conventional doctors will prescribe, I decided to look into those and learned that they contain trace amounts of gluten, food dye, starch, uh, you know, colors. And I thought, what the hell? Why am I being told to eat gluten-free to support my thyroid disease, but my medication has gluten in there? This is ass backwards. So I reached out to my endocrinologist and asked for a switch of medication. We decided to go the compounded route, which means that my medication was made with just the thyroid hormones that I needed and a vegetable capsule. So there's no fillers, there's no gluten, there's no dyes. It's just the pure medication. I was doing T3 and T4 at the time uh, in a vegetable non-hypoallergenic uh, hypoallergenic capsule. So I am going to add that since then, I have switched medications again to better suit me now, uh, but I still hate levothyroxine and Synthroid for most (laughs) of people. I then learned more about diet. So again, I'm kind of layering on, right? It was like getting off birth control and then looking at supplements to support my cycle as I got off birth control. And then it was looking at ingredients and sourcing and then that bled into my medication. And so now I came to diet. I had started eating at home more. You know, originally I was eating out three to five times a week and that included picking up Chipotle for lunch or a date night or, you know, the occasional like, oh, I'm going to run through Chick-fil-A's drive through. But I still had a lot of things that came in packages. Up until that point, I was still eating the packaged food that was labeled as healthy, right? We kind of, we call that greenwashing, even though greenwashing applies to other things like with, like, like... cleaning products and stuff but greenwashing with food is very real as well where it'll be labeled as being healthy but it has like all these unhealthy ingredients like an example that just came to mind is a lot of those veggie chips that it'll be like oh these chips are made of like vegetables but then you turn it around and you're like whoa wait a second look at the sunflower oil or the palm oil or you know this doesn't just have vegetables in there so those are the types of things I was eating the like healthy packaged food healthy in quotes Um, so I decided to start cooking more. I started with cooking one more meal at home, just like Lorenzo suggested in last episode, and then two more meals, and then three. Once I started feeling better because I was eating better, I didn't even want to eat out anymore. Eating restaurant food felt like trash in my body, so it became easier to avoid. I also said, okay, if your goal is to feel better, then does eating out frequently fit into that goal? And it didn't. So I stopped doing it. I'm telling you, I was so determined to feel better and get out of my slow, run-down body that I was willing to uproot my entire lifestyle for this bigger vision because I knew it was possible for myself, and I wanted to live my life and not suffer through it. With a change in diet, I started eating my whole foods. I would ask myself, okay, is this food recognizable to my ancestors? Would they know what this is? And if it was a no, then I would stop buying it. I wanted to focus on foods that came from the earth and that they didn't have this big, this new big nutrition label attached to it, right? Like if it came from a bag, but oh, the, the ingredient was like chickpea pasta. Okay, that was fine. But I just had to take an audit of how many of these foods am I eating that have so many ingredients and that really aren't food or they're just like additives and it just didn't sit right with me anymore. So I challenged myself to go get a new vegetable every week at the grocery store. I challenged myself to make my plate as colorful as possible. And then it became a game for me. And I love a good challenge. So it was fun for me of like, oh, I've never had rutabaga or, oh, I've never cooked a parsnip before. Or, oh, like I've never had Swiss chard. So it just became fun for me. And it took pressure off because it was just one thing a week. It wasn't like I was changing my entire diet and buying all these new vegetables. It was one thing a week. If I liked it, great. If it was like I could like it, but I need to cook it differently, then I'd keep it in and I'd buy it again next week and then I'd try it in a different way. So it was fun for me to experiment in that way and feel like I was actually expanding my palate. So then I took it a step further and went all in on being gluten-free. I had dabbled in it before when it was trendy, uh, but I couldn't stick with it. So I told myself, all right, Evie, you're going to do this for at least three months and then you can always go back if you want. But I actually never did because I felt so much better. Uh, For me, the biggest symptoms when I was eating gluten was I would be bloated. I would have brain fog and some uh, severe fatigue. So up until that point, I had been that weekend warrior when it comes to gluten-free diets. I'd be gluten-free during the week and I'd like white knuckle through it. And then I'd have all the gluten during date nights on the weekend. So, you know, Friday night would come, I'd get pasta and I would get like pizza and then we'd get dessert and then I would have a donut on Saturday morning or whatever it was. And by Sunday morning, I was standing in church and I was completely out of it, which was my brain fog and I had horrible stomach pains and I looked pregnant. So. You know, it was just like this. I can't do this every seven days. Like this is a horrible cycle to be in. So it was all because I felt like I had to have it on date night because, oh, my gosh, like this is your treat to treat yourself now, which is ridiculous to me now. But that's just how I learned that gluten is not worth it to me. And does it suck not having gluten sometimes? Yeah, of course. When you're somewhere where like there is there aren't really any gluten friendly Uh, options then yeah it can be kind of like oh I'm in a crunch like what am I going to eat like I should have eaten before I got here but overall it's really not that bad I choose to look I just choose to have a better perspective on it and it's not worth going back to that bloated brain fogged version of Evie just to have some pizza like that to me that just is not worth it I know some people aren't there yet and that's okay Um, but for me I was like no I'm going to pass on that so and I just I had to accept that my Hashimoto's was enough of a reason to be gluten-free, and I haven't looked back since. So after the diet stuff, I started to explore new ways of working out, because I'm still working with my coach at this point. We're fine-tuning diet. We're doing supplements, all those things. And I was dead set on being a power lifter. So I wanted to lift heavy all of the time, and I was doing high-intensity interval training four times a week. Uh, and that. <laughs> That's painful to even think back on. I dabbled in reducing the intensity of my workouts. So I dropped from five days of lifting to three or four and I would do more steady state aerobic training. So, you know, light running, walking, um, some elliptical stuff. And I'm not joking when I say that this was a huge game changer for me. I had been programmed, right, because of like fitness industry and all that, to believe that I had to go hard in the gym every day in order to see results. And if I wasn't killing myself in the gym, then I wasn't going to get shredded and all this. And as a female, our hormones are really, really sensitive to that overexercising habit. And I was starting to finally realize and learn what my body needed. So by backing off such high intensity, I started feeling more energized, I was losing weight, which was like, what is happening? I was recovering better. My hamstrings were no longer super sore. Like Danny would always joke like, oh, your hamstrings sore. Because like every day I was like, oh my gosh, my hamstrings are sore. And I was actually making progress in the gym. So it was like I was backing off intensity, but I was finally seeing things that I was dying to see by being so high, strong and intense in the gym. So that was really... uh (laughs) Difficult for my brain to comprehend because I'm like, how is this happening? This is complete opposite of what I believed what happened. But I went with it. It's not like I was like not happy about it. And the other thing I started to explore at this point with my coach was functional lab tests. Um, so this was like the first introduction I had to things like the Dutch test and a GI map, which is a stool test and, um, looking at like cortisol production and all that, which now I do that with my clients, but I, you know, I was introduced to that through my coach. Um, so very thankful for that. And so I started testing and doing all those things, um, because I wanted to learn more about my body. I felt like we're working on a lot of these things and why not take a step further and look underneath the hood, so what I learned through doing those tests is that I learned my hormones were struggling a bit, and I'd also had some food sensitivities. And I now know that our bodies grow in and out of sensitivities based on our immune system response, but it still made me aware of what to do for my own diet. So there was still some fine tuning that I could do based on that, um, but I'd already significantly cleaned up my diet at that point, but it was good just to have a few extra things to look at. And then my Dutch test, which is the hormone test, I saw that my cortisol response was really, really off. Um and this also relates to the high intensity exercise that I was addicted to multiple times a week, right? Like I wasn't necessarily surprised to see that because I knew that I had a history of over-exercising and doing high intensity stuff way too often. Um, But it was still like when you see it on paper, it's totally different versus like just assuming that's happening when it's staring at you and you're like, oh, these are my results. Okay. That makes it way more real. So I spoke to my coach and also a pharmacist that was working with him and she explained that sometimes your thyroid hormones can be too high or too low based on your cortisol being off. So that intrigued me. So I was starting to put some puzzle pieces together on how one system of the body can influence another and what 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 a concept, right? It's just, it's just funny to think like back then it was like so um so new to me and now I'm like, well, of course like we are inter- interconnected. and Anyways, um, the results from those labs further directed which supplements I should take. So I was like, okay, the Dutch says this, which means I can take these supplements. Um, And then food sensitivity test was like, okay, these foods are coming up as highly sensitive, so you know, reduce these foods for a period of time. So that brought me to some more lifestyle factors. So you know, at this point, I'm like, okay, I have this foundation. and then I was up leveling and learning more. So I learned how much of my lifestyle was influencing my hormones. Cortisol, I talk about a lot, is highly driven by our perceived stress. So I used to be, <laughs> okay, I can still be, a big stress ball. I had to seriously look at how I was managing my stress. Um, I was already in therapy but I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into my own emotional response to life's events because I thought, okay, I thought that I've been better, but apparently like my stress response and my lab results say otherwise. So I wanted to dive deeper and I wanted to learn how to be better because when you do see your hormones in that whacked out state, it really puts things in perspective. And I knew I couldn't keep going on being this big stress ball and reach my health goals. I felt more validated too in changing my workouts, because there was still some hesitation of like, I want to go hard. And I want to do hit training four times a week. And I want to do this. And but I just knew that, okay, your, your body is actually asking you to not do this. And now you see it on paper, like, are you going to listen or not? So instead of doing hit training four times a week, I dropped to doing it once a week, I added in more mobility flows. And I had to be honest with myself and you know, really look at my stress-relieving workouts, which I put those in quotes because I was like, oh, working out is such a stress relief, but they actually were not emptying out my stress bucket. That high-intensity workout was actually adding more stress to my stress bucket, and it was time to stop pouring into that bucket. So I do want to add that by not doing as much hit training, I also noticed that my periods became more regular because, again, in this during this time, I'm still learning like what a period looks like for me. I hadn't had a real period in 10 years because I was on the pill. So, you know, I'm still taking data. I'm still looking at all that. And so I noticed that my periods were becoming more regular and less symptomatic. And I now understand why that happens. But at the time, it was a really interesting concept of like, huh, I wonder how this is connected. So back to the lifestyle changes, I started getting morning light. (laughs) So this is not a surprise to anyone who knows me, uh, as I've talked about this multiple times on my social media, morning light influences our cortisol production. Um, I even have a cortisol production episode here on Health and Motion. So I would start by standing on my porch and thinking, this is so stupid. Why can't I just take a supplement for this? Why does my coach want me to get morning light? This is a waste of my time. Then one day I decided to go on a walk instead of standing there like a dork. So that was a moment that it changed for me. I didn't listen to any music, I didn't talk on the phone, it was me, my circulating thoughts, and the sounds of nature. And I absolutely fell in love with that because I noticed that my days were much more calm and I started sleeping better and I was overall getting more movement in so I felt loose, I wasn't stiff, I wasn't tight, everything just started to click at that point. So I asked myself, what else can I do to get this feeling? I started journaling, praying more frequently, listening to my favorite music, walking more, and just slowing down. I didn't realize that I was moving so quickly through life. It was like, if I can do a million things in one day, that is success. But I completely misunderstood that doing a million things in a hurried, stressed out state was actually pushing me further away from my goals versus towards them. So I learned to chill the F out. And what a concept. At that point, my weight continued to come down. My clothes were fitting better. At that point, I almost like I was getting rid of clothes because they weren't fitting anymore. I was buying uh, smaller sized clothes or fitting into clothes that I had kind of put in the back of the closet of like the one day maybe I'll fit into these clothes. I was happier. I wasn't binging on food anymore. I was sleeping better. I was smiling more. I was much more optimistic. And I just felt like I was finally shedding that hard layer of Evie that had built up over the years of poor habits and a toxic mindset. So here I am walking daily, doing mindfulness exercises, looking at ingredients, cooking at home more, training more intentionally, and I just felt so much better. I also started following accounts on social media that were more educational in this realm, like the health realm, because I wanted to learn as much as I could. So if I surrounded myself with these accounts, then it was going to be um, more frequent that I was going to see this information. So I felt better about that, too, of like it's it's better than like following a bunch of celebrities where like they're not really adding value to my life. So I decided to get as much information as I could from all these different outlets. So I changed up my Instagram and social media accounts and who I followed and such. I then was working with another coach and I did much more uh, functional lab testing. So I learned about the gut microbiome. I learned about mold, organic acids. I learned that even though you might be eating, quote unquote, all the right things, you might not actually be absorbing that food. I realized that for most of my adult life, I knew more about the Kardashians in my own body and I was not okay with that. No one was going to do this for me. It was up to me to woman up and step into the driver's seat of my own health So I took all the information that I learned through my coaches, my lab results, my own research, and just my own data of how I'm feeling, and I started to make these changes and I started to feel in control. I started learning more about beauty products and how certain toxic chemicals in those products can influence our hormone production. So then I downloaded the Environmental Working Group app and the Think Dirty app, and I started to scan my products. So I'd be in Target... And Danny would be like, are you ready to go? And I'm like, no, not yet. I'm scanning all my products. If I should buy this or not, I want to know what the rating scale is. And in one of the first episodes of this podcast, I actually did have Sarah, who's my friend. She came on and talked about toxicity and beauty products. So it's one of the first episodes. You'll scroll back a while, but um, we went into depth about what, what all that could mean. And in that episode, I did mention that I started swapping out my products one by one. So when I ran out of mascara, I would just replace it with a non-toxic version. When I need a new lotion, I would replace it with a non-toxic version. I didn't throw everything away at once because that felt really overwhelming and that was going to be expensive. So I just went one by one. And now I have my, you know, tried and true brands that I like and that I can recommend to people. So I just did it one by one, and that made it uh, that took a lot of pressure off for me. So in the past few years, I continue to learn more about functional lab tests and environmental toxins and food sourcing. I learned about red light therapy and how that can improve cellular health and your thyroid health. I then learned about breath work and cold therapy and cold exposure and contrast therapy of cold and hot. So I explored doing breath work and I explored doing, um, you know, cold plunges and started doing, you know, cold hot contrast with saunas and cold plunges and I guess what I'm trying to say is that I have stayed curious. There are so many cool modalities to healing, and I love learning about them. I did not become this version of Evie that you see today overnight. One health habit led to another and led to another, and I just kept on with that momentum. I believe that staying the same can also mean moving backwards, and I don't want to move backwards in my health or my life. I want to continue learning and growing and sharing, which means that I have to stay curious. I don't know everything, but I do still strive to learn as much as I can for myself and my clients. So I would wake up every day and ask myself, which version of Evie do you want to be? The version who binge eats, abuses exercise, and wallows in her own self-pity? Or the version who is optimistic, driven, and in control? Because both of those versions still exist inside. So it comes down to me making that decision every day and sometimes even every minute of every day. It becomes easier to choose the healthier version of myself every day because I feel better. I no longer go along with the crowd and eat whatever they're eating so I don't stand out or whatever it is. I I no longer sit there and gossip for endless hours I no longer think, oh, poor me, this is just who I am. Like This is how my life is going to be because the momentum that I was gaining by becoming healthier was too strong and it became easier to make decisions that aligned with that momentum. So do I go for a walk or do I scroll Instagram? Well, if my momentum is to be healthier, then it's easier to choose to go for a walk. You see how that works? You have to figure out what the momentum in life is that you're working towards, and it becomes easier to make decisions based on that momentum. So I hope that what you take away from this episode is that it did not happen at once. I'm telling you, this started four years ago, and I still feel like I have so much to learn. It truly started by hiring a coach. And I don't just say that because I am a coach, but it is true. I took that chance on myself because ultimately I thought, well, what is the alternative? If I don't work with this coach, then I'm just going to stay the same. And that sounded horrible. So I was like, no, thank you. And I learned who I was and who I am. And I'm going to continue doing that because I'm staying curious and I'm continuing to learn. If I hadn't been open to learning more and doing more things outside of my comfort zone, then I wouldn't be the version of Evie that, is talking to you today. So I am glad that I had that consultation with my coach, even though it was scary and I put myself in multiple uncomfortable situations because I just felt like such a newbie and I felt like I had so much to learn, but it did lead to who I am today and it has given me the opportunity to share all of this with you. My challenge for you this week is to do one thing that you've been curious about. Maybe it's going for a morning walk. Maybe it's wearing blue light blocking glasses. Maybe it's finally trying that vegetable that you see every week that you're like, oh, that looks interesting. Maybe it's scheduling the consultation with the coach. Whatever it is, I challenge you to do it. So think about what is the alternative? Staying the same and always wondering what if? No. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I can't wait to hear what you all do for the challenge. Have a wonderful health-filled week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I so appreciate your interest in holistic health and hope you learned something you can apply to your own life. References from this episode are linked in the show notes as well as links to find me, Evie, on social media platforms. If you'd like to learn more about services from Holistically Restored, click on the link in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this content, I encourage you to subscribe and also leave a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, be well, my friends.